Himalaya. Listening to the Girl with Self Esteem Issues, a Himalaya Learning Podcast, to access my Own Your Shit handbook filled with the key insights and exercises. And to join a community where you could chat directly with me, go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie and enter promo code Rosie at checkout for your first 14 days absolutely free. I hope to see you there. I'm Rosa Mercado, and this is the Girl with Self-Esteem Issues podcast, where we get honest about the missteps we've made in life, but we also celebrate the ways we overcome them. Today's guest is an extraordinary story about just that. He's a man that helped me in my darkest moments, one who called me out on my own shit. He's the CEO and founder of fitness giant, Raw Fitness. Welcome to the podcast, El Señor El Jefe, Mr. Justin Blum. Hey. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on here. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. Well, we like to start every single day, and especially here at the podcast, we want to recite quote of the day. Today's quote comes from author, speaker, and activist Ryan McGill, and it goes like this. Real transformation requires real honesty. If you want to move forward, you've got to get real with yourself. What do you think about today's quote? Uh, it's perfect. I mean, I, I live by that quote. I, I think everybody should live by that quote. You're never going to have any kind of uh, external transformation until you have an internal one, period. And I think people need to understand the importance of an internal transformation. And that's mm -hmm. something that you do in your own private time. And we're going to get to that. But before we get, we start talking, like you are doing some amazing things. I met you several years ago um, when I was living in Vegas and I was literally going through my own inner transformation. Um, I was trying mm -hmm. to figure out how to lose weight and how to deal with my inner demons of food and getting off my butt, working out, having the energy to do that. But I was a lot bigger. I was, I was um, almost 400 pounds when I met you. And I mean, I met you, I told you like, these are my goals, but you took a personal approach to that. And that's something that I, until this day, I will never forget. Like you literally called me out on my stuff. You pushed me when I didn't think, and you, when I didn't think I could do, but also like you rearranged fitness in a way that there were certain exercises that I just couldn't do with my body weight, but you're like, you can't do it this way. Change your mind, change your story, figure it out. We're going to do it, you know, a different way, but you're going to get a workout in. Tell me a little bit. So you, you come into fitness. How did you come into like this journey of fitness for yourself? Like you have a great story that people, <laughs> I don't think enough people know your story. Yeah. Um, so if we fast forward to just the fitness part of it, um, I was in construction right prior to the fitness part of it. And being a construction worker, at least for me, uh, it was hot in Vegas. It was really hard, very labor uh, intensive work. So from there, I would get off of work. I would go home. Um, and I would have a drink every single night, right? Because I, I had a hard day and I know a lot of people can relate to this, but I had a hard day. Um, and I wanted to have a drink. That was my kind of escape. Well, obviously when you're having a drink or you're eating bad, or you combine both of them, you start to put on weight. It's inevitable, right? It just happens. So I, um, I was gaining weight. I had probably gained about 45 pounds over what I should be. Uh, which not a good 45 pounds. I was definitely out of shape. I was definitely overweight. And uh, I, I started working out. So for me, um, I had gained all that weight. Uh, I started working out specifically to better myself right after I had Austin. So right after I had my first child, I think when I had Austin uh, is when it changed me to say, okay, you know what, you, you got to do something better, not just for you. And if you're not doing it for you, at least do it for him. Um, 
So I, I started working out and I started finding my own journey, right? I started to have to break different beliefs I had about things I could and couldn't do. What were some of those beliefs that you broke? Because I think this well, is so important for people to listen because we all go through this and we are, I mean, people see how successful you are. You've transformed, you, you know, you're doing, you're, you do so much for the community, but they don't understand the journey there and how to break those beliefs, especially if they're going through some of that right now. Right. Well, belief breaking, I think is the, is the best and uh, most important craft a human um, can, can get, right? It's, it's, if you can master the craft of breaking beliefs, uh, you you'll have no limits in life. Um, I'll I'll back up a little bit. I can go back if you'd like me to, and kind of this will help people understand the 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 breaking beliefs barrier and how important it is. Very long story short, unless you know Rosie, of course, if you want to get into it in a in a little while. Um, I was born and raised in Vegas. My parents split up when I was seven years old. I went uh, to a sixth grade center, which was 25 miles away from where I lived. And it was in some of the worst parts of Vegas. From there, I started running around on the streets. From the streets, uh, I got involved with, with drugs and crimes and things like that. One thing led to another. Uh, my father passed away when I was uh, just before I turned 18. That was a huge, I, I turned, that was a huge issue in my life, right? a, a huge turning point. Uh, my life went even further, um, you know, spiraling down. Got further into drugs, uh, ended up in jail, got out of jail, had a kid, and then started after I had a kid, like, okay, maybe it's time to start taking care of yourself. So we can get into any of that that you would like at any point, but the belief breaking system is for everything that you do. Um, and, and one of the things that I did, I think the most important thing that I did in order to break beliefs is surround myself with people who I did not understand we're at a success level or doing things that I just didn't understand. Um, I think it's impossible to break beliefs by yourself. You need to put yourself in situations uh, and around people who are doing things that you think you can't do, right? So in, in a fitness journey, for example, uh, we'll take you, for example, you probably tried and you, and you, you had tried when we had first met, you had tried oh a bunch God. of different things. I tried right? so many things, yeah. <laughs> and, and nothing was working. So you decided, you know what, I need to put myself in a position and around people. You went so far out of your comfort zone to come to a gym where, you know, we didn't have a lot of people that were your size. We didn't have a lot of people doing what you were doing. And it takes a lot to go, okay, first, I need to get out of my comfort zone. What does that mean? That means instead of me trying to handle this all internally, I need to go find somebody in this space that can help me, right? I need to go find a group of people who are going to motivate me and push me and help me break the belief that I have to look and feel like this forever. Yeah. Right. Cause that's and make it a lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. And make it a right. lifestyle. Right. Um, and you did that and your journey started there. We broke a couple of your beliefs throughout that journey. And then from there, you, you know, your beliefs were broken. You started breaking your own beliefs. Well, so one of the, I think that's the most important. What, I think, and, and I, I love that you touching, uh, touching on that, but the next thing is getting out of your own head, like the voices in your head, because it was so uncomfortable, especially because there wasn't a lot of people that were as big as me going to the gym that I constantly, if someone looked at me, I felt like 
and and it's because all the stuff that I had gone through, like either they were criticizing me or I looked crazy, like jumping around, trying to do a burpee, <laughs> trying to move around, just pick my, my body weight up was so hard. Like that was a break, breaking the swing. You'd be like, Rosie, like move your ass. Like, let's get like, keep going. Right. I right. couldn't run. Everybody was running. I was always the last one in, but I did not stop. And I had to like every single time I had to really break through of like, doesn't matter if I'm the last one, I got to get there. Like as long as I'm doing it and I keep doing it consistently, right. I'll get better and better. Was there ever a time that you felt like that, that you're like, oh my God, like I, you know, I, my life is spiraled out of control. Like, this is it. Like I'm done. Like I'm that life isn't going to get better. Yeah. Oh, plenty of times. It still happens right now. So every level. So this is, this is the way I look at all that stuff. You start to learn and you start to, you start to learn skills, right? And as those skills get better, you, your characteristics to be able to manage those skills come into play. And then you get to a point where, okay, you've managed those skills. You understand those. You have uh, the characteristics to, 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 you know, wield those skills. And now you're at a, at a point where, okay, this is it. This is where I'm going to be. Um, and for me, that happens, you know, that happens often. Every time you're trying to grow, it's going to happen to you. Most people will go through something like that. Um, like, okay, if I, if I don't keep pushing, are you okay right here? Because if you are, then you can stop pushing, right? Mm -hmm. You'll yeah. stay right there. Um, if you want to ever go to the next level, whatever, whatever that means, finances, relationships, your fitness and health, uh, you have to keep pushing. And for me, again, it, it happened so many times. It happened when I was younger, when I got out of jail, when I was in the construction industry. I said, you know what? This is, this is, this is great. This is it. This is the best I can do. And then again, I had to put myself around people who would help me break those beliefs. Um, because every time you feel like giving up or it's the end, 90% of the time, literally 90% of the time, you are right around the corner from making that huge jump. Most people feel like that and give up um, right before they, 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 they round that corner, right? And they have that next success that they've been waiting for. Now, you talk about being in jail and you were young when that happened. You had a whole bunch of issues, um, situations that led you to end up making the wrong decisions. But ultimately, everything that you've gone through in life has led you to be, become the man that you are today. What right. was the one lesson that you learned about yourself in jail? Uh, that the, I guess the one lesson was that I could be whatever I really wanted to be. And I know that sounds cheesy but i think it's it's real you have to believe in yourself first otherwise nothing will happen and you have to understand um you know i knew getting out of jail like the road was going to be tough and everybody who gets out of jail knows the road is going to be tough right jail is different than prison i was in prison getting out of there you know you've got a felony on your record some people multiple felonies on their record you know how you know how the world looks at people that get out of prison with, you know, those things attached to them. So for me, it was really, okay. The biggest lesson that I, I have to learn while I'm in here is that when I get out, I don't have to be the person I was coming in. Mm. And that's a, you know, that's a mm. huge lesson in every part of your life is like yeah. any, any transitional phase you enter, you can come out of that, whether it's a day transition, a week transition, five year transition, you can come out of that a completely different person. You just have to work at it. You just have to really want to be something different or something better. 
Now you, you get out of, you get out of prison, you, you have your son, he motivates you to not only become better, but really focus on your fitness and transforming your health. Right. When someone's working on transforming their health, what is it that they're gaining? Like, what is it? Because there's so many benefits. It's not just, it's not just the physical result, but there's so much that's given to you while you are constantly working, even the days you don't want to work out, even the days you don't yeah. want to eat every three hours that you're like educating yourself. There's so much discipline that goes into it. What have you learned along the process and why did you decide to go into fitness and make it a business? Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, here's what I look at, you know, cause a lot of people will, will think just that there are, there are a ton of, of internal and external benefits, right? You're, uh, you, you have anatomy um, benefits, physio physiological benefits. Obviously you're going to get, you're going to get healthier. You're going to live longer for the most part. You're going to have happier days. But what I have tended, uh, what I have noticed is when you go through a fitness journey and you're really focused on that, what ends up happening, the only way you're successful is if you stop lying to yourself, mm. right? And when you stop lying to yourself, this is the psychological aspect that a lot of people don't talk about, but it's the biggest when it comes to fitness. You get, you get a bigger psychological effect um, than you do anything else. Because in order to commit to a fitness program or in order to commit to a, any type of transformation, it doesn't matter if you're skinny and you're trying to gain weight, if you're overweight and you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to change, you know, the, the body composition, you have to commit to something. Most people have such low self-confidence because when they commit to something, they tell these little tiny white lies to themselves, right? Oh, I give I'm you guilty of that all the time. Yeah. And I have been too, right? Now, what are some of the white lies that they give, give it to me? What are some of the, 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 the bullshit so that we example. tell ourselves? Yeah. I'll give you an example. You, you're going into Friday and you're like, I'm, I'm committed. You're on a, you're, you're committed to doing something, whatever your transformation is, you're committed to that. Yeah. Most of the time it entails doing the same thing on Saturday and Sunday as you would have Monday through Friday, right? You've got to, you got to do something similar to that. We go into the weekend and we're like, we're going to go to these parties. We're going to say, no, we're going to have friends over. We're going to say, no, you can have them over, but you can't eat the chips and dip. You can't have the wine. You can't do this and that. And then you get into that temptation and it's just a little too much for you. And you have two or three little Doritos, right? Or you, you have one little cupcake and you're like, it's all good. Just one cupcake. It was fine. Right. Yeah. You, you don't realize it at the time. Um, but it's, you told yourself you were going to do something and guess what? Nobody else might know that you just lied to yourself, but you do. Yeah. You know that you just lied to yourself. And if you think about it like this, you probably do that. 30 or 40 times a week. I'm going to work out today. You wake up, you hit the alarm clock, right? And, oh yeah. All the time. Uh -huh. So, so here's the problem there. What would you do? Would you trust your best friend if they did that to you and they just told you 30 or 40 little white lies? Hell no. Week? Right. You wouldn't hate them. You'd just be like, Oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. Somebody it's comes like, up and they're telling you something. Yeah. You're like, that's all right, fairy tales. Got it. Yeah. That's probably a little bit of this, yeah. you know, but you love them. You love yeah, them, great love person, them. so yeah. on and so forth. So, so what makes you think, this is where people don't get it, what makes you think that you're going to believe yourself if you're telling yourself the same little lies? So what I see happens is you have to stop BSing yourself. You have to commit and you have to, you know, you have to catch yourself when you're making those mistakes. When you actually do that and the transformation, you actually go through the journey, you do the transformation you were trying to, your self-confidence, the belief in yourself mm -hmm. is huge. 
is huge. And yeah. it translates into every part of your life. And, and I think every that's, I, I think so important that people understand that when you could be honest with yourself, you could be honest with everybody else. And you walk this form of authenticity because you're living it, you're breathing it, and it translates yep. into your relationships, into business, into anything. And not only that, um, what you do in private, Tony Robbins says all the time, it's celebrated in public. People start exactly. seeing that transformation and there's no question about what you're doing. Why? Because there's actions behind it and you have something to show for it. And that's, right. I think, really what inspires people. But we're going to keep talking about the BS that we tell ourselves, the lies, because <laughs> I got a story about that that you guys are going to want to listen. We're going to be right back, but we're going to hear a really short break, um, a quick message from our sponsors. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And just like that, we are back. And talking about um, the BS that we tell ourselves, I think, Justin, like, really, really, if you're listening right now and you are that person, because we all are, but you're still denying it, there was a moment of breakthrough. I had a huge break- breakthrough. I decided to come to Justin and this was when I had lost weight and I, and I did that and I was like, yeah, I lost like 30, 40 pounds. I did like, you know, I, I was consistently going, going and working out at Raw Fitness, doing my boot camp. I celebrated, I, I lost some weight. And then what do I go? I go back into my old, old habits. And not only that, you know, he had asked me, you know, I remember like, what do you want to do with your life? Like, you know, you're knocking on doors, you're trying to get into modeling, you're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, but this isn't happening. And I started going into this, like all these excuses, why things weren't happening in my life at the time to set a little, little picture of what I was doing. I was running a tire shop, selling tires and rims. I was doing a a toy business. (laughs) I was working out, answering phones while I was working out. I had two phones answering and, and, and working out. Everybody look at me like, what the hell is she doing? Running out, taking, I was just like, I was hustling different businesses. And then on top of it, I was traveling, modeling. Like I was just like, when I'm talking about hustle, like I lived and breathed the hustle, but you told me like you are a jack of all trades and master of none. You like called me exactly. on my shit. And then you're like, Rosie, one day you're going to be sitting on the toilet, looking at the magazines. And then you're going to, you're going to live a life of regret saying, I never accomplished that because you are not giving a hundred percent to what you want to get accomplished. Yep. And I remember when you told me that I sat back and I was like, shut up, Rosie. And listen. And I was like, when you, I literally went into shock and I remember I got quiet. I finished my workout and then you better bring your ass back tomorrow to the gym. And that was the last thing you told me. And I walked out and I went to think, and I literally did not sleep that night. I was a hot mess. I was doing all this stuff. I was overworked, tired, um, wasn't getting the results that I wanted with the gym. Why? Because I wasn't focused. I was focused, uh, working out and answering phone calls and handling two businesses that weren't as successful as I wanted it to be. And I wasn't doing exactly what I loved. And I remember two days later, I shut the tire shop, shop down. I completely yep. shut it down. I'm like, I'm done. I shut it down. I sold my last pair of rims, show, shut it down, went to the towing company, turned that over, gave it over to my mom. Like, mom, I, I got to focus. Everybody was in shock. Of every, I literally transformed in 48 hours because those words were so real. And I kept thinking, if one day... 
I sit on the toilet and I'm looking at a magazine and I'm going to live a life full of regret that I did not give 100%. How will mm-hmm. I feel? That changed I remember. My life. I that remember changed that. my life because yep. when I came back, I was like, dropped the phones. I started working out. You're like, you're not eating every three hours. Stop buying fast food. I remember, learn how to cook. You told me, learn how to cook. Like, stop buying fast food. Yeah. I put myself to like, all right, he's telling me this is, this is the game plan. I started eating every three hours. Um, didn't always love, I got sick of eating the same thing, but I kept to it. I was working out consistently. Um, that's the year that I got my agency. Um, I started dropping the weight. I t- did everything that I needed to transform my life because it wasn't about selling myself because everybody says you sold yourself out to Hollywood. No, I became a life coach. I got into television. I started doing the things that I was passionate about, started transforming my life. My relationships with my kids transformed. And that for me was the biggest moment that you impacted like my life. And I'm forever grateful for that moment because you have been like three o'clock in the morning when I was going through depression or I went through a really nasty divorce. You're the one that responds to that text. Get your ass to the gym. We got you. We're going to work through this. Just don't give up. Don't stop. Work throughout. Like even while you're in pain, even if you're crying, work out, do something for yourself. And I think some people, especially now with the pandemic, going through depression, going through loss, divorce, loss of loved ones, loss of a career or redirection life, need to hear that. What has this pandemic taught you about people? Uh, Well, it's, it's taught me that a lot of people are so willing to give up and it's, it's crazy to me, right? Um, it's also taught me that there are a lot of people who are, who are much stronger and they fight a lot harder than you think they would. Um, and, I think, and I think the beautiful thing about this, about this, uh, the way, you know, what you just said and, and the, conver- the way the conversation is going is, it's, it's very, very true. Is like we all bleed. Everybody bleeds, right? Yeah. There are people bleeding right now. And, and I don't obviously mean just physically bleeding, but bleeding like yeah. losing a job. Uh, having people in your, in your, you know, maybe close proximity, maybe not, but being affected directly by the virus. Um, obviously we've all been affected in some way. So we're all bleeding at some point, but if you're still breathing, you still got got a chance. Mm -hmm. I mean, you still have a chance when you die, no more, right? You don't, you don't have anything while you're still breathing, still keep going. Right. Bleeding doesn't mean you're done breathing. And I always, and, and I want people to think about it like this. This is the way I'm looking at it. This is going to end at some point. We know that. We don't know in what capacity. We don't know when. But at some point, things will get back to somewhat of what we were used to doing. They, you know, people talk about a new normal. I don't know if any of that's true or not. But this is the way I look at it. Any time in your life that you've fallen down, because everybody's been knocked, right? Everybody's been punched, yeah. hit the ground. It, you always get up. Everybody always gets up. Everybody will hit the ground and get back up. It just depends on how quickly you get back up about how much further you are in life the year after and a year after that, right? Because yeah. people will go into a depression. If you're in a, if you're in a depression right now, right? And it takes you until the world start, stops being in a depression to get out of your depression, you're going to regret losing all of this time because mm-hmm. you're going to get back up. And once you get back up and your head's on your shoulders, you're going to look back and go, ah, man, you don't get that time back, Mm-mm. right? You're going to be frustrated that you let yourself go. So you know, while everybody else is in depression, whoever's listening to this, you need to get out of it if you're in a depression and just know, start working on things right now that you know are going to be positive in the next couple of months. That you, you have control over. That you have control yeah. over. Because there's things yeah. ex- externally we have no control. And I found that one of the things that helped me, 
Um, and this was not, and I, I don't want like everybody thinking like, this is just for weight loss. No, no, no. Like this is beyond, this is why I'm talking to Justin, because this goes beyond weight loss. This is about personal transformation from within. If you're going through the depression, one of the things that you have control is your feelings, your emotions. And one way to turn that around, change your mind, change your story is to start working out because that you could do from home, that you could yep. join a gym. There's different things that you could do. And that's what empowered me so much. The, the part of getting up and getting out of my comfort zone, getting up and doing something instead of staying in place and feeling what I was feeling and staying there. It's okay to feel what you're feeling, but not staying there is not okay. You got to do something about it. And that's what you like really push. And that's what you help the community with. You really push that message out. Yeah. Working out is, is my anchor. And I try to tell people it should be everybody's anchor. It's very, very difficult to find somebody who works out. It, it, you don't even have to, you can be in good shape and just work out. It's hard to find somebody who works out and then they go right to bed afterwards depressed. It just doesn't happen, right? You either yeah. work out in the morning and you got some energy to go through the day or you work out in the evening and you're like, okay, I got some energy in the evening, depending on you know when you like to do those things. When you start taking care of yourself, your whole world changes. It's very, very hard to find anybody who works out, exercises in some capacity, takes care of themselves, and is depressed. It's hard to find that. You know, there, there are people like that, but it's hard to find. It really is hard to find because, like you said, you're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your right. spirit, your soul. You're releasing that negative energy, those negative thoughts. You're transforming. You're focusing. You're giving your attention to something positive. And that's right. what I love about working out. Now, you talk about, you know, having time and not doing anything and living with that regret. How do you deal with regrets? Because you've made mistakes, but you're thriving now. You're successful. You've gone through so much. But again, those mistakes, that pain, there's always wisdom wrapped around pain. If we could just look at what we're, we're supposed to learn from that, how do you get past the regrets? So I try not to have the regrets, right? So you will make mistakes. Um, and I, I won't say that I regret anything I did because I learned from them. I, mm -hmm. think, I think regrets come into place. Now, of course, there are people who should regret things that they do, but those people are, are serving a lot of time and they, you know, they deserve stuff like that. But um, when you make a mistake in life, if you learn from it, you don't have to regret it, right? You have to learn from it and move forward. The only time you, you should regret something like that is if you don't learn from it. If you make the mistake, you don't learn from it, and then you make the mistake again, that's when you should start having regrets. I, um, I literally sit down when I, have, when I have those moments and I'm like, man, I... I guess a regret could be like, I wish I didn't do X, Y, and Z, or I would be better off if I hadn't done that. True. You might be, you may not be, but what did you learn from that situation? Mm -hmm. If you learn something from, from a situation, it's very hard to regret it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I mean, and this can go from anything, you know, even people out there and, and, you know, people out there that do just weird stuff they make a bad business decision or they make a bad relationship decision or they make a bad financial decision um, i've done all those three <laughs> right, i've done all right. those three but i've learned i've learned you just you've learned from it right if you don't make the bad decisions then if you're not making bad decisions you're not aggressively trying to get somewhere right you know yeah. if you're if you if you're not on a mission trying to get somewhere if you're not trying to be better in your life then you won't make any you won't make any mistakes so, yeah. you know, the mistakes Fail come with the territory. Yeah. And I think failure is not such a bad thing. I mean, people get no. so wrapped up and they give up after failure, but 
I mean, if you could look at it like, okay, it's a lesson learned and life is telling me like, this is, this is, this is physical proof. Okay. This isn't working. Instead of getting focused, this didn't work. Okay. What do I have to do to make it work? What do I have to turn right. around? What, you know, what do I have to shift? What story am I giving? Is it my, you know, is it me? Um, you know, the way that I'm thinking about it, am I acting on it? Like, you know, what is it that I'm doing? It leaves you a lot of like, you know, it, it, it's a, an incredible um, print that t tells you like, hello, here's an alarm. Like this isn't working. Come on, let's get moving to the next, next, right. next. And right. if you could learn from that, that's, what's fantastic. Now you are not only the CEO of raw fitness, like you have done some amazing, your personal transformation, your story, you're a husband, you're a father. How do you talk to your kids and empower them through your story as a father and talk to them about your past? Because I think a lot of yeah. parents, and, and I can tell you this for myself, like I have not been the, the best mother in the world. And I say this all the time, like I've learned because I'm human and I'm learning along the way. But how, where do you get to a point as a father to inspire kids and say, look, I've screwed up. I've fallen. I've made some bad mistakes. I don't want you to go through this. That's why I'm talking to you. How do, how do you approach that as a father? Yeah, so I'm very open and honest with my kids. I feel like they need to know that I'm their father first and then right behind that I'm their best friend. Um, so for me, uh, my kids will find out information about myself, about my past as they grow up and as I see them getting involved in things. So my five-year-old, for example, I haven't sat down with him and talked to him about dad's past and, and drugs and prison and because he wouldn't get it. He doesn't understand. He wouldn't understand. get it, yeah. Right. My 11 year old, two years ago when he was nine, he was, you know, hiding behind a tree, throwing rocks at a car. Right. You know, like kids do, they're throwing pine cones and rocks. One of the people pulled over. Luckily they knew us. They called. They're like, Hey, he's either throwing pine cones at people. And, uh, and I, I sat down with him. I'm like, listen, let me tell you where that goes. Right. So you can have these open conversations with them and you just, you just need to understand that our world when we were kids is different than their world. Yeah. And I feel like they have access to so many things that all you can do is be honest. So they hear it from you before they hear it from, you know, the, the world out there or the internet. Yeah. And be a personal influence. And I, I love that you're right. so open and honest and it, it is about timing. And that's what, um, that's so important about timing. Why? So they could better understand. But I think the most important thing that you can be is an open book with your kids at the right timing and share the mistakes that you've done personally. Why? Because we are only human. And when you fall mm -hmm. and you get back up, I think it's a testimony to your kids of saying, Hey, like things will happen in life, but you got to get back up and you got to keep pushing right. forward. Now you do a lot of you. Not only are you an incredible father and you're doing so much, but you also worry about the community. You contribute. What does contribution mean to you at this point in your life? It's everything. It's everything. I try to contribute to places that either I used as a youth uh, that helped me or places I know that are going to be able to grab um, young adults before they get involved in things I was in. Um, I contribute a lot to youth programs. I really believe that's where it starts. If they have the proper guidance uh, and they have people to reach out to, you know, maybe they won't go down the same lane that I went down. I ended up okay. However, most of the people that I was around at that time didn't end up okay, right? So be giving back to the community is everything to me. It all starts in your backyard. If, you, if every single person took care of their backyard, their city, their community, we'd have a much better place to live in. Mm. Tell, yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. And I love um, that not only you worry about the community, but you have personal touch. You really have helped impact so many people just like myself in transformation and just authentically being there and caring. I think caring and that personal touch makes a huge difference in right. the way that um, 
and the way that you help others. And sometimes we don't have someone to run to. And it's, you know, someone like you that answers a message at three in the morning that kind of gives you that hope to don't give up, keep on going. So thank you so much for being who you are, right. for being inspirational, for just being thank raw you. and honest and for <laughs> just being an open book. This is the part that I like to call Rosie's takeaways where I ask my guests about a moment of adversity that really pushed them up forward, how you overcame that, came that moment of adversity and what was the lesson? You have, you've had so many lessons in your life, but what's that one moment that you're like, I know this is like the moment that made me the man that I am today. Uh, mine absolutely was when my son was born. Um, that, that was the moment um, when I held my son for the first time. I promised myself and I promised him that I would never, ever, ever have him go through what I went through and that I would do everything that I could control, as you said before, um, to make sure that if something didn't go right, um, you know, I did everything I possibly could to make it go properly. So for sure with me, like it was, it, it was my son being born. And every time I go through adversity now, I always think back to my kids. I always think like they're watching me. Mm. What I do is going to influence their life. Uh, and that's big because we're mirrors to our kids. Everything that we do, they end up doing. And at the time that if they make that mistake and we don't correct ourselves, how can we educate them? How can we correct them as well if we keep doing the same mistake over right. and over? Justin, thank you so much. Where can people find you, find inspiration um, uh, on everything that you're doing? On, yeah, on Instagram, easy, uh, Justin underscore Blum underscore. Um, yeah, find me there. and uh, I'm open. If you send me a message, I'll chit chat with you. Anything I can help with. Justin, thank you so much. If you change your story, you change your life. That was Justin Blum, who was an inspirational trainer in my life, an inspirational man in my life that really helped me push forward in those darkest moments. You guys make sure to check him out. He answers all his DMs. He keeps it raw. He keeps it real. He really is about helping out. Um, it's amazing. You guys are listening to The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues. I'm Rosa Mercado, and that's another one that we've done today. We're all made up of stories. In fact, life is one long narrative and we're all trying to write the best chapters we can before our last breaths. There's some limiting belief you have about yourself an old story you keep telling yourself that holds you back. It's the story we've been telling ourselves about who we are and how everything always plays out and often has some degree of catastrophe to it. Remember that you're the creator of your own life story. Find that point where your story diverges from reality. Ask if your story is really true or a false truth. Think self-appreciation versus self-depreciation. Leave your old story behind. If you want to be a certain way, be that way. If you want to live a certain life, live that life. If you want to rewrite your story, then do it because you are indeed the creator of your own life story. I'm always here to help and always here to grow with you. If you want to hear more about my journey, be sure to check out my memoir called The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, available in both English and Spanish through HarperCollins and Harper One Books. You can find the link to purchase in the show description or wherever you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening to The Girl with Self-Esteem Issues, a Himalaya learning podcast. To access my Own Your Shit handbook filled with key insights and exercises and to join a community where you can chat directly with me, go to Himalaya.com forward slash Rosie and enter promo code Rosie at checkout for your first 14 days completely free. I hope to see you there.